Hey everybody and welcome back to the newest edition of the Swoop Radio Station here. It's your boy Josh Sanchez and for today's podcast we are going to get into some Eagles draft spotlights. I'm just focusing on the wide receiver position for this week's podcast. Next week I'm going to get into defensive backs and also linebackers and then I will get on to my seventh seven round mock draft so that's coming in two weeks so mark your calendars guys it's going to be a treat and then we're also going to get into some flyers and some sixers talk today because the flyers defeated the capitals last night five to two and now they are one point away from being first place in the metropolitan division the flyers have won six six or seven straight games and have been rolling i've been watching them i haven't watched the sixers in a week just because i'm so fed up the sixers lost a tough one to the clippers on saturday and then they also on sunday my fault and they also lost to the lakers on tuesday no simmons or Embiid. i'm going to get into that later but for the first topic of today's podcast we're going to get into The Eagles draft spotlight again with the wide receivers. So I did a lot of research on this. That's why I did not do a podcast last week because I really want to come in this week with facts and just straight facts because the Eagles need a wide receiver so desperately. The Eagles did draft JJ at Thega Whiteside. And I believe once the Eagles cut Alshon Jeffrey and get rid of Nelson Aguilar, move Greg Ward to the slot, the Eagles are going to need to draft two wide receivers in this draft. I think the Eagles, what what would be the smart thing to do is there's a lot of good cornerbacks in free agency uh, this offseason. So the Eagles should focus in on getting a key mark free agent uh, from on the defensive side of the ball that can really help them. And depending on what happens, I believe the Eagles could also draft a linebacker. They need a linebacker, uh, more more pass rushers. I'm gonna get in all to that. I'm gonna get all into that in two weeks. But I'm just giving you guys a brief summary of what the Eagles need. So after watching the combine last weekend, I took a lot of notes, and there's some guys that I really like. That according to WalterFootball.com, the 2020 draft uh, projections, some of these guys are sleepers. Uh, The Eagles should definitely draft two receivers. They need to make a splash in the first round. If Henry Ruggs III is still available late in that first round, go all in and get this guy. He is going to be an amazing athlete. He's an amazing athlete. He ran a 4-2-7-40. Imagine imagine Henry Ruggs III on one side. Then you have Deshaun Jackson you can mix in with, Greg Ward, and J.J. Ethega-Whiteside. I really believe that in the second year, J.J. Ethega-Whiteside is going to step up. Uh, you know how it is, your rookie year. It takes usually, and it's been so amazing. The NFL has been so blessed with such great, talented, young wide receivers that when we see when we see a normal average receiver we kind of we kind of think that they're already a bust you got to realize when you are a rookie in the NFL 
you have to memorize the playbook. You have to understand the ins and outs of the position. And so many people are just so blessed with talent and the IQ and and the drive. This is a make or break year for JJ Ethega Whiteside. The Eagles drafted him early in the second round last year, and they expect big things from him. If JJ Ethega Whiteside has another year like last year, bye bye. It's time to get rid of him. But anyway, the Eagles should draft two wide receivers just in case if Ethega Whiteside does not work out. So getting Henry Ruggs III from Alabama, and according to WalterFootball.com, they have two receivers picked ahead of him. They have uh, Kadee Lamb from Oklahoma. Obviously, he's going to be a top 15 pick. And then they have Jerry Judy from Alabama. His 40 time was a 4-4-5 as well, but he's going he's gonna to go immediately. So I think the Eagles right around that third or fourth spot can get Henry Ruggs to third. If they can trade up to the Eagles are probably going to have to trade up at least three or four spots. The Eagles do have 10 draft picks in this year's draft, possibly trading a first of last year, a first, a second of next year, and also a couple of picks later in the round to get Henry Ruggs to third. That's it has to be a must because this guy's speed is second to none. And not only that, he is also six foot 190. So he is a playmaker. He is a go-getter. But as a possible alternative uh, to the Eagles, if, they, if he were to fall or if he were to get drafted ahead of time, some other guys the Eagles could get. Jalen Rager from TCU. Uh, he, he's another guy that has a really good speed. Uh, he's a speed demon. From TCU, he's he's being compared to Deshaun Jackson. Uh, he TCU, their staff told scouts that Rager has ran a forty and four and a four two, so he is an explosive beast. And what really hurt him was TCU had was who's their quarterback. That's all you have to answer the question for that. Uh, Jalen Rager would be a good first round pick late in the first round. The Eagles wouldn't have to trade out to get him. The Eagles could honestly trade down and get a couple more picks if they really wanted to in the second round to get Rager uh, because he is probably going to be a late first round, early second round pick. Another guy is T. Higgins. He's not really the fast or explosive guy compared to Rager and the others, but T. Higgins can get the ball. He, he reminds you a lot of Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, though. I don't. We need speed desperately. So, T. Higgins, he's a lot. He's a really good in-game speed, but his forty time was not really that impressive in my in my opinion. But those are the three guys the Eagles I think should look at and target in the first round. Uh, but as the draft goes on, there's this guy that I'm just I'm just screaming over. His name is Denzel Mims, and no one is talking about him, even in Walter Football. Dot com. He is he is like a fifth or sixth round pick, and this could and he could be a real steal in the draft. His forty time was a four three seven, so he is explosive. He can take off and he can run. Also, Darnell Mooney from Tulane, also another guy that the Eagles could get later in the round in the third or fourth round, and because that's what I think the Eagles need to do. You draft the prolific, solidified speed demon in the first round. You either trade up or you trade down and get more picks and get and and you need to draft the receiver early in this draft. 
And then as the fourth, fifth rounds, possibly even third rounds occur, that's when you get another wide receiver that can be like the backup just in case if Otega Whiteside does not work out. And there's some great names around this around this spot. You have Denzel Mims from Baylor. I really like him. 438. Darnell Mooney of 43840. These guys can absolutely fly. And they are not projected to be very high draft picks. They're around the three to fifth round range that the Eagles could really get. Um, so I, I really, I really like, I really like what the Eagles can do. Denzel Mims, just to let you guys know, had 66 receptions for a thousand yards and 12 touchdowns last year in his, in his senior year. And against number five, Georgia, he had five catches for 75 yards and a touchdown. And against Texas, seven catches, 125 yards and a touchdown. This guy has speed. He can, he has great breakaway speed and he is a sleeper pick. Do not be surprised. Uh, can get drafted in the Eagles. I think that would be a really good uh, pick for the Eagles later in the rounds. Some other guys, I mean, Justin Jefferson's another guy that, that can be is explosive. 101 catches, 1,500 yards, 18 touchdowns. Uh, he's an absolute ball hawk. Um, even getting K, uh, KJ ha uh, Hamler from Penn State. He's another guy. He's he ran or he's projected to run around a 4-4. He ran around that in the combine. He has really good speed as well that the Eagles could get. He, he is an in-state guy. So the Eagles would have good uh, connections with him and um, him and Sanders. So these are some other guys that the Eagles could look at. But there's so many wide receivers in this draft. And the speed is great. Uh, there's like even the guy from Rhode Island ran a four four five. Just Jeff Thomas ran a four four five. Like it's it's going to be amazing to see what's going to happen. Quez Watkins from Southern Mix, some from Southern Miss, ran a four three five. So the Eagles, there's a lot of guys here that have speed, and the that what did the Eagles need? They need speed. So drafting two wide receivers from this draft, I believe, would really help the Philadelphia Eagles. But what do you guys think? Feel free to call into the station and voice your opinion. I'm going to start running polls each week and I'm going to get into, um, I'm going to get into, I want to see what you guys think and respond. But who do you guys think the Eagles should get in the first round position wise? Should the Eagles go wide receiver? Should the Eagles go defensive back? It's, it's interesting. You got to really sit and think because the Eagles need help in both positions very badly. But <clears throat> this concludes the first topic of today's Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. If you guys agree with anything I have to say, like a comment or subscribe or even want to add more names, because there's so many wide receivers in this draft that this has been the this has been the most there. I, I remember this stat on ESPN. I'm sorry, guys. I'm like so excited. My my brain's just firing right now. This has been the most like I believe the biggest like the fastest combine of one of the fastest combines of all time there is there has been the most people that have ran under a four five in nfl combine history so that is showing you that speed is a necessity in the nfl so the eagles get to it philadelphia but we'll be right back you guys listen to swoop radio with josh sanchez on anchor.fm 
uh, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the second topic of today's Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Earlier, I got into some Eagles talk because, man, what an NFL combine it was. It was it was amazing. But now we got to get into some Flyers and Sixers talk because what can I say, man? The, the Flyers and the Sixers are having two different seasons. You have one team that is clicking on all cylinders in the Flyers. And then you have the Sixers who are falling like crazy in, in, in the standings. The Sixers in the All-Star break were probably a game out of the four seed. But now, since Embiid and Simmons went down, the, the Sixers, they fell. Now they're the sixth seed right now. They're tied with the Indiana Pacers for the sixth seed. Whereas the Flyers, around their All-Star break, they were probably like around a wild card team. And now the Flyers are one point away from being in first place in the Metropolitan Division. And the Flyers just, just defeated the Washington Capitals, the team that is ahead of them, 5-2 to two yesterday. And the Flyers are just clicking and rolling in all, on all cylinders. They're dominant at home. They're 23-5-4 at home. And on the road, they are a little bit above 500. They're 16, 15, and 3. Technically, they're not. But because of overtime losses in hockey, the Flyers are. And the Flyers have been rolling. They have won seven straight games. And they've jumped from being a wild card team to now being the sec- uh, being second place in the Metropolitan Division. And if the standings and if the playoffs were here today... The Flyers would be the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Just to make sure, I'll check the playoff format. And I'm going to quote this playoff format for you guys that do not know hockey like that. So 16 teams will qualify for the Stanley Cup playoffs. The format is a set bracket that is largely division-based with wild cards. The top three teams in each division will make up the first 12 teams in the playoffs. The remaining four spots will be filled by the next two highest-placed finishers in each conference. Based on regular season record and regardless of division, it is possible for one division in each conference to send five teams to the postseason, while the other just sends three. In the first round, the division winner with the best record in each conference will be matched against the wildcard team with the lesser record. The wildcard team with the better record will play the other division winner. The teams finishing second and third in each division will meet in the first round. Oh, so that is interesting. So right now, if the season were to end, so I'm just clarifying. So second and third in each division. So the Flyers, if the if the playoffs were to end today, the Flyers would be taking on the Penguins in the first round, and the Flyers would have home ice. So that's that's interesting. I just I did not really know that. I'm not really a big hockey guy, so. Watching the Flyers in this run, I've really gotten into it. But we got to we got to give a lot of shout outs with the Flyers this year. You have Travis Konechny that has had 24 goals. He's the leading Flyers goal scorer and leader in points. He does have a plus minus of negative two, but uh, it's it's not really a big deal. 
Um, I know in hockey, plus minus is huge. Um, <clears throat> Sean Couturier, 58 points, plus minus of 21. Claude Giroux, the captain, 50 points. He, he, you, whether you like him or hate him, he's, he's, he's showing great leadership this year with this young core. So you got to give him all the credit. Jacob Voracek, 53 points, 12 goals, 41 assists. He's the Flyers' leading passer. So this Flyers team is deep. You can even go to the fourth line as well. That's how deep this team is. And it's great. I mean, you have Robert Hag. He, his plus minus. I mean, he only has three goals for the year, but he's a, he's really good. You have Goddess Goddess Fear. You have Roloff. You have Pitlick. You have uh, Nieskinen, and you have Lindbaum. And there's just so many Van Riemsdyk. And the Flyers have a deep squad, and they have an amazing coach that has had a history of in the first years taking his teams to the postseason and also winning a series. So if the Flyers could beat the Penguins or even possibly move up to take on the cap, the being a number one spot in the Metropolitan Division, that would be great. But we, got, we also got to get into some goalies as well because hockey is all about goaltending. And, Con and Carter Hart has been amazing this year. In 40 games, he started 37 of them. He's won 22. He's lost 12. And he's only lost three overtime losses. Uh, he has saved over 1,000 shots. He's only allowed 91 goals. His goal average is 2.51. And his save percentage is over 90%. And Brian Elliott has been a great backup goaltender. He is 16-7. and seven. His goal, goal allow average is a 2.8. And his save percentage is, an eight, is a .899. Pretty much round up to a 90. So, so this Flyers team is deep. They, they are legit, and who knows? Maybe the Flyers could get to that number one spot because right now they are only a point away. They're literally a point away, and they've and they've beaten the Capitals three out of four times, and the fourth time they lost in overtime. So this Flyers team is really special, and who knows? Maybe they can go on a cup run. Um, I know they're young. I know they're inexperienced. I mean, they have some good veterans. A lot of their main guys are young, but this Flyers team, with hockey, all you have to do is get in. Who knows what's going to happen with this team? Um, and I'm excited. I'm really excited. I, I have my Flyers shirt on, and I'm I'm amped up. But if the playoffs were to end today, based off of the format I just mentioned for you guys, the Capitals, let's see who has the best record. Boston, sorry. Boston has the best record in Eastern Conference, so Boston would take on... As I, as I look at it today, Boston would take on the Islanders and the Capitals would take on Columbus. And then you would have Philadelphia and Pittsburgh and then you have Tampa Bay and Toronto. That would be the Eastern Conference. And then in the Western Conference, uh, the Blues have the, number one, have the best record in, in the uh, NHL. So the Blues would take on Winnipeg and then... Vegas would take on Vancouver, and then you would have Colorado and Dallas and Edmonton and Calgary. So the playoffs is going to be very interesting. Who like who's going to win this year? All it's going to. I love the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's when I usually watch hockey because of uh, because playoff. Who doesn't love playoff hockey? Like really, like whoever doesn't like playoff hockey, you're a weirdo. But anyway, 
Now we got to transition to the other team, the Philadelphia 76ers. And as the Flyers have been flying high, the Sixers have been low. Ben Simmons got hurt against the Milwaukee Bucks roughly about a week and a half ago. And he's going to probably get reevaluated this weekend. So we'll get a timetable on him. And Joel Embiid hurt his shoulder against the Cavaliers earlier last week. So once the Sixers come home from this four-game West Coast trip, they take on the Kings tonight, and then they take on the Warriors on Saturday and primetime 6ABC. Stephen Curry is going to make his return. The Sixers need to win this game against the Kings. Shake Milton has been a baller lately. He, he, hit, he had an NBA record 14 straight threes. He dropped 39 against the Clippers. He had 15 against, or 12 against the Lakers. If Shake Milton can, can provide that spacing and that shooting for the Sixers when once Ben Simmons and Embiid come back, watch out. This team is going to be scary. You'll have Simmons, Milton. Uh, you'll have Simmons, Milton. Try to remember. Uh, Robinson the third, Harris and Embiid. Then you have Horford coming off the bench. But Al Horford has been horrendous. He had eight points against the Lakers. His defense has been awful. <sighs> he rarely spent... And the Elton Brand must have been on some when he hired, when he got Al Horford, because 103 million just average eight points since the All Star break is concerning. It's very concerning. But Al Horford, if he can give you something off the bench, you have Alec Burks off the bench, Josh Richardson off the bench, Matisse Thybul off the bench. Uh, that's what needs to happen with this team. Or you can put Richardson or Milton, whatever. But Shake Milton, he, he's been shooting the lights out. You got to continue to feed this man the ball. And who knows, maybe he can really help Simmons and Embiid once they get back. But I believe Simmons will probably be out probably for another week or two after he gets reevaluated. So probably about late March, early April, we're going to see Simmons back. Embiid will probably be back earlier. And B will probably miss about a week. He'll be back probably once the Sixers come back from this West Coast trip because we need these guys bad, man. I'm, we, I miss them. I haven't watched any Sixers game since they've been hurt because I know that the teams just were not good enough. Harris and Al Horford should be ashamed of themselves. They're, they're nearly costing us $3 million. No, not $3 million. $300 million between the two of them. And they are not leaders. They're not. They, they are good compliment player. Harris is a good compliment player, but he's, he doesn't play hungry. He doesn't play mad. Like he should have been playing like he's the best player on the floor against the Clippers and against the Lakers and even against the Cavs. The fact that Shake Milton has been the best player and the go-to guy compared to Richardson, Horford, and Harris, and, and Harris, they all should be ashamed of themselves. I know Richardson has a concussion, but... They should be ashamed of themselves. But what do you guys think? Feel free to call into the station and voice your opinion. You can check out Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Instagram, and Twitter. All you have to do is search Swoop Radio and I'll pop right up. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Swoop Radio really needs some more reviews and, and viewership. Uh, if, and if you guys have any hot takes, feel free to message me on Instagram and Twitter. Who knows? Maybe you'll be on a podcast. But I hope you guys have a wonderful day out there. Be safe. Hopefully the Sixers get a win tonight and feed off of the Flyers momentum. But this is Josh signing off. Swoop!